Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. From ABC, this is the 10% Happier Podcast. I'm Dan Harris. Hey guys, popping into your podcast feed with a quick bonus episode. As I've mentioned on recent episodes during this pandemic, we're trying to do as much as possible free so that we can help you cope. One of the things we've launched is every weekday live guided meditations on YouTube. We're calling it 10% Happier Live. And we've been able to sign up some amazing meditation teachers, incredible meditation teachers for the next few weeks. And we're going to keep just going and going as, as long as we can be of service. And I wanted to give you a quick taste of, of what we're doing. On Friday, we got Jack Cornfield, an, an incredible teacher who's written many, many books and uh, founded two very prominent meditation centers, IMS, Insight Meditation Society, and followed by Spirit Rock, uh, to come on and, and guide a quick meditation. The, the format of the show is we do five minutes. We do a little bit of chat, and then we do five minutes of meditation, and then we do uh, questions from from viewers. So we'll be doing this weekdays at, as I said, three Eastern, noon Pacific for the foreseeable future. This is a good way for you guys to taste test what we're doing and then come join us live. It's at, uh, you can find us at 10percent.com slash live, 10percent.com slash live. That's T-E-N-P-E-R-C-E-N-T dot com slash live. We'll put the link in the show notes. The other way you can find us is... Uh, on the app, under the Courses tab, or just go to YouTube and search for 10% Happier. So here we go with Jack Cornfield. Okay, let's kick this thing off. Happy Friday, everybody. We're reaching the end of our first week of this little experiment we launched on Monday uh, to do daily guided live meditations right here on the interwebs. We're still figuring out some of our tech stuff, and we really appreciate you guys rolling with it. Um, At the end of this, if you could uh, do us a favor and click on the survey and tell us what you like and what you don't like. That would be great. Toby is not here today. We get a lot of requests for Toby, but um, our meditation teacher today is a, um, my word, not his, a giant in the field. His name is Jack Cornfield, and there he is beaming in to us from uh, the San Francisco area. Jack, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, I'm pleased to join. And I think the service and the support that you're offering to a really big community is critical at this time. So thank you, too. Thank you. I, I want to ask you a question that you and I were chatting right before we uh, went live here. You know, I, I've been having a lot of conversations with people and and hearing that, you know, it, I was talking to the, the great radio host Krista Tippett yesterday, and she she referred to this as a species moment that it's it's in some ways going to be a reset on our a global reset on the on the way on modern life. And I I just wonder, I mean, you can make pessimistic prognostications, optimistic ones. Where are you in terms of your thinking about how this is going to affect how we live? Well, it is a species moment in that we are having to realize in a deeper way our interconnectedness. And it doesn't matter how much you try to isolate yourself in the country or how, you know, how much money you have and so forth. It's yes, it will affect the vulnerable and the poor and the homeless and so forth immediately, but it's not going to stop there. If I understand right, some of the ministers in Iran have already died. It's going to happen to us all. And we have to realize this. So 
I believe and hope that we're going to be able to take a pause, the 99% of us that get through this, and hopefully reset our values and say, what really matters? How do we care for one another and for the earth? Um, So I'll have an optimistic view at the moment that that could happen and hope that it does. I hope you're right. Just just for the uninitiated who are unfamiliar with your work, before we dive into the meditation, can you just describe? I, I know you've been you've been at this meditation thing for coming up on fifty five years. Can you just describe your background briefly so people know? Sure. So um, I trained as a Buddhist monk in monasteries of Thailand and Burma and India, and I also trained. Um, I got a PhD in clinical psychology, and I've been bringing Eastern and Western psychology together and together with colleagues like Joseph Goldstein, Sharon Salzberg have been some of the group that introduced mindfulness practice to the West. Yes. The pioneers who uh, really made a massive contribution to, to the world, I believe the sine qua non of my meditation career the fact that you guys went over to Asia, learned these practices and came back and taught them, in a way that made it comprehensible and attractive to, to this culture. Yeah, we knew it had transformed us and we hoped it would be a benefit to others. And the other thing that we've all done is we've trained a lot of other teachers, um, which is very satisfying. I'm still doing that on my website, jackcornfield.com. You can see there's a global teacher training. We now have almost 2000 people in it who want to learn how to offer mindfulness and compassion practices to others so that it actually it's not owned by anybody, but it's made available in schools and clinics, wherever people can use it. Yeah, it's been a great initiative, which I know you've run with a partner who's another giant in this field of Tara Brock, who I yes. who she, she's been on my podcast. I'd love to have her on this on this web uh, web thing we're doing now. So let's uh, let's get down to business, if you don't mind. Would you would you be willing to guide us in a, a quick meditation? Yes, with pleasure. So for those of you who are listening. And in this case, I imagine not driving, so that's a good thing for this practice. Um, Center yourself. Make sure you're seated in a comfortable and stable way. Um, And if you're comfortable with it, let your eyes close, or if not, let them be downcast. And begin to tune in, in this present moment, to the experience here and now. This is a practice of trusting in awareness and compassion. And as you tune in, you might take a deeper breath or two to release any obvious tension that you can. And then bring your attention, we'll call it a mindful, loving awareness, to your body and without any judgment, simply notice the state of your body just now. There might be areas of tightness or tension, warm or cool, might be contraction, heaviness, lightness. And as you Bring a mindful, loving awareness to your body. Allow things to be as they are. And bring in the quality of kindness or compassion. Your body's doing the best it can at this point. 
you can almost thank it. And notice that as you hold it with loving awareness and compassion, the fears and tensions that are carried in the body can begin to soften and release. You can steady yourself. And now shift your attention and bring the same mindful, loving awareness to your heart. And notice what feelings are present. And as we get quiet in this time of the pandemic of the coronavirus, there are naturally so many feelings. Anxiety or fear, grief, anticipation, um, anger feelings of helplessness, all those kind, along with many others, and sense what's present now in your own heart. Those, of course, along with care and love. And bring the spirit of compassion and loving awareness as if you could hold a frightened child to hold all the emotions that are present And notice what happens when you bring a loving and compassionate awareness to all the feelings that are present. Like the body, they begin to soften. And there comes instead a sense of greater peace and stability. And gradually, you can begin to sense a trust in awareness that you are the awareness knowing what's happening in your body, in your heart, in your mind. And you can trust that awareness itself, this field of mindful, loving awareness and compassion is big enough to hold all of the experiences, that you can hold these with a steadiness, and a calm and a kind or compassionate and generous spirit. You are accessing a greater inner strength beyond the feelings and thoughts and sensations in the body. You can thank your body for trying to protect you. You can thank your heart and your emotions, the fears and confusion Thank you for trying to protect me. I'm okay for now. And as you thank them and hold in compassion, you trust more and more deeply your capacity to be present and wise and loving and strong through it all. Now, keeping the sense of steadiness and trust and awareness itself, let your eyes open and know that this same quality of inner strength that we need in this time can be tapped into whenever you need.
Thank you very much, Jack. Pleasure. So we're, we've already got some questions coming in from people who are watching. Uh, this one's from James William. Do you have a, do you have a recommended month for, for us in this time of unsureness? You can use a mantra or a repetitive phrase, and they're as good in English as they might be in a, another language, whether it's in Sanskrit or, you know, Burmese or Tibetan. Um, and I would recommend the simple mantras that teachers like Zen Master Thich Nhat Hanh uh, use, um, a mantra like calm and steady with each breath or calm and kind with each breath as a reminder of how we can live and as an invitation for those very qualities of heart and mind to be present. You know, uh, on this issue of kindness, which you hit in a big way in the guided meditation, bringing a sort of an, a, a clear awareness of whatever's going on for us internally, but also a sense of warmth, friendliness. Uh, yes. You, you have a student who I've become quite close with, who's become one of my teachers, Spring Washam, um, who we're hoping to get on this live stream. And, and um, I did a one-on-one -on -one, uh, retreat with her. And, and really the big lesson that I, and I've been writing about that retreat recently, um, that I learned from that is that you can, and I, I really went there again when I was listening to your meditation, that I, I have all sorts of things coming up during this time. Some of them are embarrassing, you know, selfish concerns about what's going to happen to me and all of this. And um, and I don't really like that they're coming up. But just that reminder of you can see it clearly and with a sense of friendliness that, that those voices that might be embarrassing to you or they're just trying to protect you, maybe unskillfully. That's right. They are trying to protect you. And you start to see the natural response in our vulnerability that all these things, you know, how do I take care of myself? What about my money? What about my children? What about my own? Um, and then you start to trust that awareness can hold your whole humanity. We're in this together. And you realize that it's not just you, that everybody has at this time fears, confusion, uncertainty, and that, that with mindful, loving awareness, we can tolerate all of that and know that that's not who you are. The other thing to add is that um, we did our own inner practice, but this affects those around us. As Zen Master Thich Nhat Hanh said, um, when the crowded Vietnamese refugee boats met with storms or pirates, if everyone panicked, all would be lost. But if even one person on the boat remained centered and calm, it was enough. It showed the way for everyone to survive. And this is a famous passage, but it means that intending ourselves and making the space to hold our own vulnerability, our fears, our follies, our humanity, um, we begin to trust this deeper capacity to be present for one another, and we affect all those around us. Yeah, the story had come up from several teachers, uh, from from one at least one other teacher this week, and I, I it lands well for me. Let me just get some, see if I can sneak in a few more questions from our viewers. Audrey asks, how do we handle our fear in this very scary time when people are telling us, don't worry, it'll be fine? You will hear, Audrey, all these voices 
on one end of the spectrum, you will hear denial because it's hard to tolerate the uncertainty or the potential suffering, especially for those who are vulnerable, but also people we love and care about as well as ourselves. So when people can't tolerate it, they tend to go into denial or pretend that it's not happening. And it's especially so when you're young and you feel like you're invulnerable and you, you know, immortal. Um, uh, but it's not true, of course. So that's one end. At the other end, um, uh, instead of denial, people can get lost in the fears. And we actually don't know how this will play out. If we're fortunate, um, someone will come up with a, a medicine that works sooner rather than later or a vaccine. Um, 99% of us are also going to survive through this anyway. And today is the first full day of spring. I think yesterday was Mark the turning. Um, there is a vitality and life force that wants to re-arise, that animates you, that's part of who we are. We're the living system. And yes, we've gone through hard times before, and we know how to do this. But to catastrophize, in a way, shuts down your body and your nervous system and your endocrine. And instead to say, I know how to be steady through this. I know how to be loving. And we know how to get through this. Um, a question coming in on a similar note from MC. You alluded to the reset this will prompt. Can you please elaborate on how we can use this crisis to become more present? Well, there are, there are two parts to becoming present. One, which was the meditation that we just did, in which you actually become present for your body, your feelings, your states of mind, and open what the neuroscientists call open the window of tolerance so that you can trust the heart of compassion is big enough, the field of awareness is big enough to hold all this and to be steady and calm and wise in the midst of it all. And to do that regularly is really important because you'll get washed over by the fears of others and the news and so forth. Turn it off, sit down, center yourself, realize I know how to do this. I have, we as human beings have these inner resources. And then as we do that, they become part of the global reset. If there are enough of us who realize our interdependence, who cultivate a compassion and steadiness in this time, then when we get through this wave of virus, uh, we can look at one another with new loving eyes and say, all right, how do we, how now shall we live? It's like someone who's had a near-death experience. Okay, I better look again and see what matters to me. And what matters is, do, did I love well? Did I bring my gifts to the earth? Did I care for those around me? And that is really how the reset will happen. I've really seen that in, in uh, uh, I spent a couple of years volunteering in a hospice, and um, I really, you really see that. I mean, it's the cliche. At the end of life, nobody's saying, I wish I spent more time at the office, but if you spend time at a hospice, nobody is saying that. They're all talking about the quality of their relationships. Jack, in, in closing, I just want to say a few things to the audience and then one final thing to you. Um, to the audience, I want to say thank you for being with us all week and we'll be back next week and the week after and as long as this uh, crisis continues and perhaps beyond. Monday, we have the great teacher, Joanna Hardy, also from the left coast like Jack. Um, we've also posted a bunch of free content for people who are... Uh, 
suffering during this time. Uh, if you go to 10percent.com, you can click a link to what we're calling the Coronavirus Sanity Guide. We've posted a bunch of free meditations and little mini talks from all sorts of teachers and experts. We've also, we're going, the podcast is going to twice weekly. So we just posted something on parenting in a pandemic on Wednesday. And today we posted something on, uh, what was it on? Um, oh yeah, working from home, which has become quite challenging uh, for many of us. And uh, we've got many more episodes coming. Um, and uh, as I mentioned at the top, if you've got 30 seconds to fill out the survey, we'd love that. The final thing I want to say is on Fridays, we're going to highlight and try to get us all together to support uh, a good cause. Um, one of the big problems we're seeing all over the country right now in the middle of this pandemic is that food banks have been hit really hard. So I just want to highlight um, a national uh, effort you can sign up to help and then also a local effort you can sign up to help. The local one is in Placer County, California. Uh, there's a food bank there that has been hit really hard right now because um, not only are they running out of food, uh, but all of their volunteers are over the age of 65 and can no longer work. So they're looking for a lot of help. It's placerfoodbank.org. Um, approach this from a more national standpoint. Uh, there's a great organization called Feeding America. They've got a COVID-19 response fund. Uh, just go to feedingamerica.org and you'll be able to click around to get right to the place where you can donate to the COVID-19 uh, relief fund. 10% uh, Happier will be making a donation as well uh, to Feeding America. This is a this is going to be an ongoing uh, issue, the food bank, so let's keep them in mind. Jack, I just want to say in closing to you, thank you very much. This is um, this is a bit in the, to put it in the TV terms. When we, when when we get a great interview, we call it a good get. So in meditation, in the meditation world, you're a great get. So thank you very much for for agreeing to do this. We're virtually holding hands together in this as, as, as human beings. And we're also teaching one another, supporting one another, that we can trust how to get through this with a, with a good heart um, and with the kind of wisdom that uh, all of us have within us. So thank you. Jack, thank you very much. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you right back here on Monday. If you like 10% Happier... I hope you do. Uh, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. I'm Shimon Liai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost, but now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.